0: Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and as I promised you guys last weekend, Christopher is back. No, I'm not. What do you mean?
1: Well, I guess I am. I mean, if I'm saying it. no, I'm not, I guess I am here.
0: Oh. Hey. Everybody was um, bummed that oh. we couldn't, we couldn't but last week was the Dagny 5K, and we had a lot going on and tons of yard work. So um, it was kind of tricky to, to schedule a recording together. So we didn't, but here we are. Correct. We got it done, and we, as normal, are fingers crossed that baby is going to cooperate and
1: sleep. That's the plan, Stan
0: yeah so we have well first, how are you? I'm fine? How, how are was you? the five k it was good, yeah, what was your favorite part of it?
1: being done
0: <laughs> you're not much of a runner, neither am I
1: no, not. no, but I mean it was nice to see all the people turn out and yeah
0: it was it was a good day it was I'm looking forward to next year and having it be bigger and better, and just, just getting participation all over the world. Yep. I'm excited about it. It's gonna be a good time, Oh, yes, it roomies don't. Our little dog saying hello little. to the baby. <laughs> not so little. little dog. Giveaway. I thought we'd give away two things because I need to make up for the fact that uh, I recorded without you and people were so bummed about that last weekend. Mm. So I was thinking signed copy of Chasing Cupcakes and a changemaker's journal. Sounds good. Yeah. So we'll announce the winner at the end of what? I'm just happy it's not Edge. You gave that away
1: last week without me, didn't you?
0: No, I didn't actually because I'm not going to have any more until no. the end of this month. So I've got to hopefully come this summer we're going to be like stocked up enough to be able to give it away. That's that's the plan anyway. But as so many people are like, I keep waiting every week. I'm hoping that that's what you're going to give away. But don't forget, folks, you can buy your own.
1: That's right.
0: That's how I get it. Buy my own. All right. Anyway, let's get to jump into it. First question. I was listening to
1: podcast 887, and okay. you mentioned being high anxiety in the present, but that can change. Mm-hmm. I would love to know more about strategies to shift from being high anxiety to not. This is definitely a focus I want to work on, and any guidance would be greatly appreciated.
0: This is like uh, the practice of my life right now. I think with a newborn, having you know gone through what we went through with Dagny, I have... Mo- I don't classify, I wouldn't characterize myself as a high anxiety individual. Um, who knows? It's all relative, right? Relative to somebody else. I might be high, I might be low, but I don't consider myself high anxiety. Um, he was asleep, like, like out cold. But anyway, um, the real thing for me here is redirects. Now, I do want to add this caveat. Anxiety can be a something that really requires professional help, right? That's not the case for me. I find that I am pretty effectively able to manage my anxiety, but I don't want to pretend that that clinical anxiety is something that is – able to be overcome just with mindset alone. I think there's a lot that can be done in the way that we think. But I also want to say, like, use your head, guys. If you feel like it's something that you need help with, get help for sure. One of the silliest things we can do is let our ego get in the way and think we should be able to manage it ourselves. And so we don't go get help, whether that's from, you know, a doctor or it's from a counselor or anything along those lines. So I do just want to be responsible and say that. I have found that between mindset and adaptogens I can really do a lot to manage my anxiety on my own to the point where I don't feel like I need anything more than that and I've done full episodes on adaptogens adaptogens really help to optimize our stress response so that our systems are not in overdrive and we don't you know that um I'm, I guess this is sort of rhetorical because I'm not asking you specifically, Chris, but that, that wired feeling, like edgy, you know, the next thing is going to make you bite somebody's head off kind of feeling. Adaptogens can soften those edges. And so I take a couple of supplements that are adaptogen blends. I've done full episodes on those, so I won't go into that here. But that is certainly part of it. Mood Plus does a lot for me when it comes to just every day sort of taking the edge off beyond that though in terms of like I'm in a moment of high anxiety how do I get out of it I had one of these last night I believe you did too Christopher do you know what I'm talking about oh yeah dinner (laughs) so we had a we went out I put it on my story so well that we were going out I didn't tell the story of what happened at dinner on my stories um so there were actually two phases of sort of what I would call anxiety what feels like anxiety to me so we were going to go out to dinner for Chris's brother's birthday and uh, you know the baby's only 6 weeks old we certainly haven't been to a restaurant yet and and I felt a little anxious going into it like low key anxious of you know is he going to scream are we going to be able to sit and enjoy a meal like are we just going to annoy people are we going to be halfway through and have to leave and in that moment I was like you know what the very worst thing that could happen (laughs) is that he screams his head off and we leave like no big deal. Everybody's going to understand like that's totally manageable. So literally, that's the worst case scenario. Literally as we were walking up to the restaurant, I said to Chris, worst case scenario, we pack up the baby in the middle of the meal and we leave. But that you were wrong. I was so wrong. I was wrong. wrong. So here's what happened. I was holding Roman and he was asleep in my arms. Um, I was, like, holding him like a cradle hold. His his head was in, like, the crook of my elbow. And we're sitting there. Chris is across from me. And to my left is Chris's brother. And the waitress came it and
1: – It wasn't a waitress. It was a food runner. I mean, let's not – Put the put the onus on someone that's actually got experience doing this. Okay,
0: food runner, food runner. I guess there are tiers of like skill level. In a anyway, you are from the service industry, so you have more sensitivity it, it to that. It was a food runner. A food runner brings over Chris's brother's meal and kind of passes it between us. Like didn't go but over me between Elizabeth and my brother. Yeah. And his, I don't even know what he ordered, but it was some scallops some pasta over pasta. And it had uh, like a broth. broth. It had like a, a hot butter broth in it. And I'm sure you know where this is going. She spilled, spilled, it. spilled the broth all over my arm, the side that I was holding the baby on. And like, I initially didn't know if I don't know how it didn't get on Roman's head because it was from my shoulder to my elbow and his head was right there. And I like in that moment, my blood pressure went through the freaking roof. My heart rate skyrocketed. You you jumped up.
1: I don't know what you're going to do. I was getting ready to just rip into this girl.
0: Oh, yeah. And she was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Chris is like, you should be. It was, I was
1: not happy.
0: It was intense. And anyway, thank God, nothing got on Roman. It all got on me. It was seriously nothing but a miracle, a small miracle that it didn't get on his head, but it was really, really close. And then I was just, like, scared and overwhelmed, and I, I started to cry. Like not, you know, That's I'm not like check. sobbing at the table, but no, like just tears, <laughs> just, just a few it, it tears, was some ugly crying. No, just a couple of tears <laughs> running down my face. Cause I was just like overwhelmed in that moment. So I would call that a moment for me of high anxiety. It's a redirect. I could go down the, oh my gosh, what if I shouldn't have come out, blah, blah, blah. That would only make it worse. But in that moment, I just redirected to, I'm fine, he's fine, the end, right? Like, I'm fine, he's fine, move on. And I do that constantly. I have so many moments of low, medium, high anxiety with a baby on a regular basis. And it's the redirect. You can go down that rabbit hole. We are storytellers, right? And I've said this before on the podcast. Would you put your kid to bed at night telling them a story of like everything bad that could happen? of course not. And yet we do that to ourselves all the time. So we have to realize that we are storytellers in our lives. We are telling stories about how successful we will be. We are telling stories about good things or bad things that might happen. We are telling stories about fears or about hopes. We are the storyteller. These things are not happening to us. And this is the redirect. Guys, so many of you know this, and you're probably saying it along with me right now because I say it so often, this is what it means when I talk about becoming a better thinker. This is why how we think about things determines what we choose. And so many of us spend all of our time trying to make better choices without realizing, without acknowledging, without optimizing that all of those choices are a result of how and what we think. And so we just have to think differently. And for me right now, And even throughout my pregnancy with Roman, managing high anxiety moments and making the shift is nothing more than a practice in thinking about it differently. Yeah, because I was definitely keyed up after that happened yesterday. So crazy. They didn't even take the meal off the bill.
1: No, they didn't. But you know what I think they did do? What? They took an automatic gratuity off and allowed us to tip as we as we please, because it was a party of more than six. Typically, it's (sighs) at that restaurant. There is a. there's
0: never it's never good for the server to add automatic gratuity because I would always tip more than that anyway. Anyway, next question. I mean, that's the only thing I noticed. Sidebar. Next question.
1: If a moment is I'm noticing a pattern.
0: You are with these questions. Well, when we go to real estate, so keep on going. If
1: a moment is bringing you anxiety and Mm. you're in the moment, what do you do? you just kind of yeah we already people. talked about that there's another part to this question I struggle a little with some social anxiety I tend to me want too. to avoid these situations me too I'm thinking <laughs> avoiding and stay home not to have the anxiety stomach aches <laughs>
0: well, But I'm listening to your eggs, words but...
1: today on wanting to be happier and healthier this does not sound like what to do mm-hmm. I want to change my mindset I have made such progress since I found your podcast would you go and work through the uncomfortable feelings yes. If I do not go to stuff, I will I will do exactly what I do not want and
0: phase out and have no friends. Yeah. That is so true. Like I could have written this myself. Is that what you're thinking right now, Chris?
1: No. <laughs> <Kind>
0: <laughs> not <of>. out loud. <laughs> um so yeah, I I wouldn't say I have social anxiety, but I'm an extreme introvert and I don't like uh, being in crowds or being the center of attention or anything like that. Last year, Chris threw me a surprise birthday party (laughs) and like it was, I was, I just don't enjoy those kinds of things. Um, but thank you for the thought. Don't do it again this year. Okay. Cause we're, we're in that window of time. No surprise parties this year. Anyway. So as I said, with the anxiety thing before, send out a text real quick. What? What? You need to send out a text, (laughs) cancel a party. Um, so as I said before, if you feel like you can't manage this on your own or, or, or even you want support, get support, right? I am not in any, like a lot of mindset questions come my way, but I always like to make it very clear. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a counselor. I'm a person with an opinion, right? Sometimes you might feel like this is something you can do on your own just through practice, through mindset work and awesome. But if you feel like you need support, get that support you you already have the answer to your question in your question. You don't want to have no friends. You don't want to isolate, and so you have to you have to change your behavior. And to change your behavior, you have to change your thoughts about your behavior. Why are you making a face, You're
1: Chris? Just thinking, oh. uh, you know, more so. Chris is like life of the party. And Do you, well, I mean, I hate people too.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I mean it's like a the delicate most, balance. You are the like most social butterfly of all social butterflies. It doesn't mean I like people fake it really well. But,
1: um, I mean, the social anxiety side, what does it stem from for you? Is it is it you don't think you're good enough? Right. Is it like, I don't know what to say? Something.
0: That's a really good point of like, what is it? For me, very truth, uh, very truthfully, where mine stemmed from for a lot of time was insecurity about the way that I looked.
1: And, and I, I, I guarantee you most people have that problem. You think so? I would think so, yes.
0: See, I think I've heard from a lot of people, it's like, I don't know what to say and I feel awkward and, you know, or, or I, I, I worked with somebody for a long time who had a, what I never noticed, but really weighed on her. Whipped toes? No, wet oh. toads. Um, a very subtle speech impediment. Is it a nasally laugh? No, no. And and she, I would never have known if she hadn't talked about it. And she was just this beautiful, articulate, fun, loving woman. But she would often be quiet in social situations because in her mind. It was really significant, and significant to her though. I never noticed it until you know she drew attention to it, and even then I barely noticed it. Um, So I think that's a really great point that Chris brings up. What does it stem from? Is it something about your own insecurity, and then related to what? Related to communication? Related to looks? Related to whatever it is? I always wonder of
1: rejection just. In, like in talking to people and not being accepted by them. I mean, for so me much
0: too, to one thing that I have thought about a lot is um like in networking events where I don't know people, am I just gonna be awkwardly standing in the corner and not knowing like how not having the skill set like you do, you can go talk to anybody about anything. In fact, after the 5K, your mom was saying that you were like talking to some random person on the street that wasn't even part of the race and just having a conversation and she was saying to your dad, like, Oh, Chris made another friend, and saying that you've done that since you were a little kid. I used to do that when I was younger, but not so Oh, I used to, as a little kid, I used to do it to get food. <laughs> okay, let's not. Let's not. <laughs> you would go to different families at the beach at and the have beach. lunch with them?
1: As soon as they opened up a cooler, whether I ate or not, I was over there saying, what's up? <laughs> Sitting down and staring until they felt bad enough to throw me a bologna sandwich.
0: Um, But like when I... PB&J, <laughs> peasants. Oh, God. When I think about an event where I don't know people I don't have the same comfort level in talking to people I don't know that you do. And that can make me want to stay home. Like I'd rather stay home than, than do that kind of thing. But I'll say again, what I've said a a million times on the podcast in 2021, there's like nothing you can't learn on the internet. And I know that sounds silly, but you can watch all sorts of, there's courses, there's trainings, there's books, there's YouTube videos on like networking. And you can do it all.
1: You can really do it for free.
0: Well, yeah. And I don't even think this is a matter of money. It's a matter of comfortability. So skill build, it's no different. Truly, truly, it is no different than learning the guitar or learning a different language. You just have to get out of your head and out of the problem and into the solution. If the solution is I'm not comfortable with small talk, okay, there are books on that. There are tutorials and courses like Skill build, get out of the problem and into the solution. If it's something with insecurity, then you can build confidence. That is a skill there. Again, our book's on that. There are courses on that. There's all sorts of stuff on that. So it comes down to getting out of the problem and into the solution. Instead of just wishing that you felt differently, identify what it is that's holding you back and then develop a new skill set in that area.
1: Mm. Yes. Pro tip and small talk. Mm. When in doubt, always have little three by five note cards prepared with hot topics on them and whip them out because they'll bo- first of all, the person <laughs> you you're talking to is going to think it's
0: funny. <laughs> you would do that and, too. And it, you like would it's a so joke th- you and so you
1: actually have interesting things to talk about. <laughs> you
0: would so do that. You would so be like, did you know that in 1476. The more
1: comical you do, that's, I mean, I'm talking like current events, hot
0: topics. No, no. I know. But you would totally do that because you, I wouldn't ever whip out a note card, but you would, and it would be funny. And Absolutely. you would totally make people laugh. Okay. Oh, so guys, this is the guy who at our house, I don't know, we had what, thirty or forty people here on Saturday oh, sh- after the shoot. <laughs> um, we had like friends and uh, family over to our house after the five K, so there wasn't wasn't a ton of people here. But um Chris walks out in my furry pottery barn <laughs> bathrobe and and a cowboy hat and cowboy boots and just like struts the what is it fifty feet to the pool
1: maybe uh well, I mean, I got to the porch and very aggressively and dramatically. Threw off the robe Mm -hmm. and strutted over to the pool in my denim print Speedo. Yes. With the cowboy boots and cowboy hat on. It says dong
0: sarong on the back. It
1: does say dong sarong on the back.
0: And literally strutted over to the pool where you removed your boots and your hat and jumped Jumped into the the pool. Yeah. So he would pull out note cards because he would also wear a Speedo. And literally, you know, it was to me the funniest part of that whole thing.
1: My boss being right there on the porch when I did it? Nope.
0: Right at the foot of the porch, like two feet in front of you, was my mother. Oh. Like she was the closest one to you, which I oh. thought was really funny. Lucky mom. Anyway, um, next
1: question. I would love to hear in a podcast your tips, tricks, and history in real estate. What lessons could you teach us beginners? Well, for one, all of your profit is made in the buy.
0: Yeah, so I have been really into real estate for a very long time. Um, I didn't buy my first house until, uh, I don't know, 2009 maybe, Mm. Um, which feels like yesterday, but it's 2021. So that was actually- 12 years ago. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Maybe it was, anyway, it doesn't matter, 2008, 2009. Um, And from there, I was always really interested in rental properties, but I was scared to do it because, you know, it- felt to me like a significant amount of money down and then what if you can't get a tenant and what if the tenant leaves and what if the tenant sucks and blah 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 so it took me a little bit of time to um get my first rental maybe a few years although at the time i was living in the south where things are significantly cheaper yeah than they are up here in new england um but what, what I started doing was really studying real estate. And I've talked about this before. The podcast called Bigger Pockets is a really great real estate podcast. They also have a series of real estate books. Um, I haven't read... Maybe I've read one of the books. I certainly haven't read all of the Bigger Pockets books, but the podcast is really great because you have to understand, like what Chris said, the buy. Well, then it comes down to how do you know if you're getting a good price? The only way you know if you're getting a good price is you're a student of the market that you're in. Like you have to just, how many, before we bought this place, how many houses do you think we saw? Um, 12? probably well okay we actually walked through maybe 12 i think it was more than that but we looked at oh gosh we hundreds. looked at
1: listings upon listings yeah
0: hundreds because you need to get a sense of if you if you can't confidently say I know this is a good deal because of these different things. Like I remember, threw all
1: of that out the window when we bought this house. Yeah, we did.
0: <laughs> um, but I remember when I bought my first house in North Carolina, I didn't realize that one side of the street was one county, and mm. the other side of the street was the other county, and people wanted to be in the county that was on the other side of the street. Schools. And so when I was trying to sell, yeah, I didn't have kids at the time, and I wasn't even thinking about kids. So when I was trying to sell, I took a big haircut because of the side of the street I was on. Mm. Now, that might seem obvious to some people, but there's so many different factors that contribute to are you getting a good deal? So my number one piece of advice is you gotta be a student of real estate for a long time. I got my real estate license and that taught me a lot about just you know, evaluating things and uh, y- different things that come into play when you're, when you're looking at real estate because it's not just the house, right? It's, it's the property. It's the condition of the property. What does that mean, the condition of the property? How can you tell different things when you're walking through? And a lot of that just comes down to experience. One of the things with real estate is don't spend money. You're not afraid to lose, Mm -hmm. You know, because especially in your first few transactions outside of your primary residence, you're going to learn some expensive lessons. Kind of hard to avoid that. So be in a position where if you lose 10, 15 percent, if you don't make any money on this deal, it's not going to hurt you. Right. I mean, also be ready to
1: pivot. Like You might have the idea of long term rentals and if that's not working out pivot to short term airbnb stuff i mean there's yep. there's a whole bunch of ways to make money with houses yeah there really is and so.
0: too i have talked about this before but there are all sorts of funds available now where it's like if you if you don't want to put all of your eggs in one basket and have a property that you own you can be part of a fund where whoever is managing the fund has say a hundred or two hundred or three hundred properties and so you can get into Invest that fund into
1: that and get your percentage. Exactly.
0: Job. It's kind of like it's kind of like the stock market. You get a dividend. in that you can put in two hundred or, or three hundred dollars or three thousand dollars and still have skin in the game right. as opposed to putting thirty thousand dollars in or three hundred thousand dollars in and, and the other big advantage to the sort of fund approach Where your upside might not be as great, you're diversified, right? It's not just one property that you're all in on. As a fund, you might have, again, 10, 20, 50, 100 properties. You're not going to see the same upside, but you also don't have the same risk. Right. So anything else on real estate? Other than I think being a student of it is just so huge. So many people don't know what they're doing, and that's why they lose their shirt.
1: Another interesting way to go about making money in real estate is actually is actually on the loan side and buying loans from the bank for people mm-hmm. that have a significant paid because mm-hmm. you actually can make a good percentage mm-hmm. on that investment versus sitting in a CD or something else. Yeah, because a have lot the of those rates buy a
0: whole loan. Yeah. 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 But that again, I think that that harkens back to become a student. You've got to know what right. the options are. You've got to know like for me, I remember the first time I considered a foreclosure I was terrified because I didn't understand how it worked. I needed to learn more about that process and what's involved and how, you know, all of that. So before you do anything, be a student and don't invest money that you can't afford to lose. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Improvise, adapt, overcome. There you go. Next question. A lot of people are immediately disinterested in Amare because the disinterested. Yes. Okay. A lot of people are immediately disinterested in Amare Mm -hmm. because of the structure of network marketing and how you have to have people on your team to make money. I'm really interested, but I don't know how to confidently
0: address that objection. How to confidently address it? Yep. So I find this really, really interesting, and I actually love talking about it. I just got a message the other day um, from somebody who left a network marketing company because she didn't like that she had to bring people onto her team to make money. Now, Chris now works for an HVAC company and is really good friends with the owner. And I said to Chris, we were kind of talking about it as I was responding to this woman in the kitchen, and I was like, how how much money would your boss make if he didn't have anybody on his team? A lot less. Yeah. I mean, you just – it's the same thing I said – how much money would Jeff Bezos make if it was just Jeff Bezos and there were nobody else? There was right. nobody else on his team. Like every, every business is built of multiple people. Absolutely, and in every business, you know, when I worked in the supplement industry, we had the two owners. It was a married couple, and then there was like six executives under them, and then there was like vice presidents under them, and and that is just true. If it was just the two of them for forever, they would not make as much money. So, I think people who don't like the notion of having people on their team or having to bring people on their team to make money are sort of looking at a very, very narrow perspective without broadening to acknowledge that like every business works that way in one way, shape or form.
1: Right, the gap isn't selling jeans for $50 a pop if they don't have salespeople on the floor.
0: Right, right, I mean- And they could remain sewing jeans at home and selling them one by one. But, like, that's just not the most profitable way to do business. So – and I'll be honest. I had those same objections, too, before I really opened my eyes to realize that as every business grows, as long as you're not a solopreneur, it's the same exact thing. And and this other – when I had this conversation the other day – The person said, you know, I don't like that I have to, like, buy products. And I said, honestly, I wouldn't want anybody on my team in Amari that's not going to use the products, that isn't excited about the products. That's what makes it so effective. For me, I don't say yes to any product opportunity that I wouldn't spend my own money on the products eagerly, even if there was no compensation in it for me. Like, if Amari stopped paying me tomorrow... I would still purchase their products, right? right? And I think you would too. Yeah. We have the protein shake every single day. We have Edge every single day. I do the probiotics and the multivitamin and all of those things every single day and would continue to do so if there was no compensation plan. So it's it's kind of like... Um, you know, do I feel weird that, like, people have to spend money on my book for me to make money from chasing cupcakes? I mean, would, would no. You, would you
1: offer a product
0: you wouldn't buy yourself? Exactly. I mean, that's that's the big thing. Exactly. And and then the the notion isn't, like, oh, I'm spending all of this money in order to make money. The, the notion isn't to spend more than you make. The, mas- the notion is to make more than you spend. Right. And I, that's true in any business. In primal potential, I have to spend money to make money. Right. The the success of a business is, you know, do you make more than you spend? The same thing is true in your HVAC business. You guys have to spend money to make money. That is how it works. You're just terrible business operators if you're spending more than you're making. And the same exact thing is true in network marketing. What gets me really excited is when people realize I can get compensated for sharing something I love because we do that anyway.
1: We do that anyway. You're at a restaurant you like. You tell someone about it. That's network marketing. Just
0: this weekend, it's a perfect example. We hired a caterer for our house on Saturday. They were amazing. Wolf pizza. They were amazing, and we don't get paid to say that. Shameless plug.
1: They were fantastic.
0: The the sort of litmus test for me is, would I be excited to tell people about this when there's no money in it for me? If the answer is no... I'm not going to do it. When the answer is yes, this is a natural thing that we do. And the cool thing is, if I said to you, hey, you can get paid 50 bucks every time somebody books with Wolf Pizza because of your recommendation, you'd be an idiot not to do that. That wouldn't be weird. It wouldn't be creepy. It wouldn't be pushy. It would just be like, we had a really amazing experience with Wolf Pizza. If you're looking for a caterer, use them. They use them. You get 50 bucks. Is that pushy? Is that creepy? Is that uncomfortable? Is that salesy? No, I think that's like, thank you. Right. That's amazing. And it's, the other thing to realize is not everybody has that perspective and I'm not looking to like <laughs> convince yeah. people to have that perspective. But the fact of the matter is like the um, the vertical garden that I have here, mm-hmm. I saw that, if you don't follow me on Instagram, it's you have no idea what I'm really talking well. about, but it's this five-tier I don't even know how to describe it.
1: Um it, it's it's five stacking trays with growing potting vegetables. soil and you put whatever you want in herbs and it's, vegetables. And it's amazing and it waterfalls waters like, when you when you fill the top.
0: Yeah. So anyway, it's I saw proof. it on social media. You have
1: a brown thumb and this thing's green.
0: And I I saw it on somebody's social media. I bought it. I loved it so much I reached out to them and I said, "Hey, do you guys have an affiliate program?" They said, "Yeah." They gave me a coupon code that I get to share with you and if you use my coupon code, I get money. Is that weird? No, because I'm telling you because I love it because I'm excited right. about it because it works because it's cool. I spent my own money on it and I would do it again, independent of of having an affiliate relationship yeah, with them. They could have said no. It's not going to stop you from talking about it. I I shared it bef- long before right. I got the affiliate code. So that kind of perspective makes it easy. And as somebody, this is this is where. Uh, this is where I'd love to see people kind of transition their thought process if I had a magic wand. As somebody who really values having multiple streams of income outside of my main hustle, which is primal potential, I am looking for companies when I love them to be like, yeah, you can be an affiliate. I don't care if I'm just telling my sister and my friends, or if I'm telling my podcast audience, because like, butcher box, We love ButcherBox. Yeah. Right? Convenient. We get our meat every single month. And I remember this was probably three years ago now. I did a podcast where I talked about that. Somebody asked, like, where do you get your meat? Right. And I said, Butcher Box. And I won a contest that I didn't even know oh, existed yeah. because. Like, Ooh, come on, steak knives. So and we many, ended up, on,
1: gosh, we only won meat for a year. So
0: many people <laughs> went to Butcher Box because of my recommendation. And guys, you don't have to be a podcaster to benefit from those relationships. No, you can post it on Facebook. I mean, companies yeah. are, Amare is, in fact. If you. As a customer of Amare, share your link. Whoever you share it with gets 10 bucks off and you get a free product credit. Right. As somebody who values multiple streams of income, I'm looking for companies who will, who will compensate me just like if Wolf Pizza said, "Yeah, sure. Yeah. We'll give you a code and if anybody books with us, we'll give you 50 bucks." I want to do business with those kinds of companies and they're making it more and more available for us to do that. So, I just I don't know if that even answered the question, but I think it's a no-brainer. I mean, I, I,
1: think, I think giving those examples is a great way to address that objection.
0: Yeah. And then realizing, too, to that if some people are like, oh, I'd never do that. Great. You're not looking for that person. Move the heck along. Right. Why do you adjust your mic in the middle of an I did, episode? I, I moved the headset. It's, and the it's mic still moved because they're attached. It does, I understand that. But. Anything else? Um, we have a winner. Oh, Oh, signed copy of Chasing Cupcakes. And the Changemakers Journal. No matter where you live in the world. And it's perfect timing because the baby's waking up. He is moving. Who is our winner? At ShellDavis underscore one. All right. All you got to do at ShellDavis underscore one is email me, Elizabeth at PrimalPotential.com. Yeah, you missed that. You weren't here last week. I switched it up. Okay. Um, and tell me you were the winner of today's episode of Changemakers Journal and the signed copy of Chasing Cupcakes. Include your mailing address, and no matter where you live in the world, we will get it to you.
1: Fantastic. Way to go, Shell.
0: Do you want to tell people the three ways that they can win? Yes. Number one.
1: Sending me $50 via PayPal. Oh, my goodness.
0: Why do I even try? There are three ways to win our weekly giveaway. Number one, leave a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Number two, leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon. Or number three, post on Facebook or Instagram. Make sure to tag me. An episode that you are listening to or something you've learned or loved from this podcast. And every single Saturday, we give something away.
1: None of those sounded like sending me $50 via PayPal.
0: Yeah, well, don't do that. All right, folks. (laughs) We are going to get this little snuggly baby out of his little belly see it here and I hope everybody has an amazing day.
1: Have a wonderful week too.
0: Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform.
1: If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up.